When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. Hey, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gops, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Billy, we have a very golfy stupidity coming on here. I don't know if golfy is a word, but we have the author of a golf book, Drew Millard, who's going to join us. And we have a guy who just won his first tournament on the PGA Tour at the Wells Fargo, Wyndham Clark. He did it last week. He won $3.6 million. His highest paycheck before that was $450,000. So uh, an exciting time for him. Golf seems like a hobby or a sport, Billy, that you've wanted to pick up. For like years. You've been telling me for years you want to get into golf, and yet you haven't done it yet. Those clubs in the back there haven't moved in a year. I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, yes, that's true. I have wanted to get into golf. And uh, the thing is, is that I'm not good enough, and I get very frustrated when I play golf. So, like, sometimes I've thought to myself, like, oh, you know what? I just want to go to the driving range and maybe let off some, some steam. And then I don't go. And then I think, well, if I would have gone, it would have taken me a while to get there, a while to get back. I would have done terrible the whole time. I would have been hot. And I, I just kind of talk myself out of wanting to do golf. You know what I mean? Like, I want to do golf, and then I talk myself out of it every time. But maybe this is the episode that changes it. Maybe okay. this is the episode that gets me into golf, Mikey, eh? All right. I doubt it. Oh. <laughs> he thinks too much. I mean, <laughs> the game will kill him. I swear. <laughs> Holy no. golf could save your life. <laughs> That's the title of the book. 
<laughs> Drew Millar wrote, Billy's going to write a book. Golf will kill you. <laughs> well, okay, let's talk about something because obviously we're recording this intro after we've done these two interviews. Yeah. I think in most instances, obviously, if we have the author of a golf book and we have someone who just won a PGA Tour event, we yes. would start with the winner of the PGA Tour event, correct? Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Of course. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we kind of fell in love with Drew, and then we did a weird thing where we interviewed Drew first, thinking that he would be the second interview. But we liked Drew so much that we invited Drew to be part of the second interview, not thinking he would accept. And then he did accept. And now I think, and it could be wrong, now I think that Drew may be our golf K-Funk that we just can't get rid of, who will just always be around for us. I'm good with that. Uh, just as long as he doesn't call me as often as K-Funk does. <laughs> Do I have to go to a strip club with Drew now? <laughs> Dude, K-Funk te texted me like two days ago out of the blue, and he's like, are the Panthers the best team in the NHL now? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, if they make the cup, I'm going down to a game. I go... K-Funk, if you come down here to go to a Stanley Cup final game, you're coming in studio. We'll record a God Bless Football with you in person. Oh, so yes. now I'm, I'm kind of hoping that the Panthers don't be <laughs> Can we get K-Funk and Drew a show together? Oh, my oh God. Boy. Wow. That's the dream, I'll just sit right? back and count the money. Let's hand off stupidity to them. Yes. Right. I'm good with that. <laughs> By the way, I think we did it in the right order. Because I'm telling you right now, if I had the choice of playing 18 holes with Drew Millard or Wyndham Clark, I would choose Drew Millard. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I totally made that up. <laughs> Let's go to the author first. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So. What is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. I have been enjoying ice-cold Miller Lights for as long as I can remember. In fact, I enjoyed some over the weekend. As the Knicks beat the Sixers in advance of the second round, me and my friends, we sat around, we celebrated. With ice-cold Miller Lights, what did we do? We made fun of Joel Embiid. Oh, I love it, the Knicks. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. How's it going, everybody? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Hey, Drew. How are you? Doing great. I'm excited to go on. Um, 
I've been like writing really good jokes for this, so. Have you? Have you? <laughs> so you want us to tee you up? Like, do you have like, uh, I'd be happy to like lay down a line that will set up your joke for you. Like, I'm here to assist you in any way I can. No, I don't. I don't have any good jokes written. I was just. Well, that you was just a, bullshitting us, Drew. That was a joke in itself that I think. That was, was a. Yeah. I was. That's yeah. a meta joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna suck at this, Billy. What kind of clubs you got back there? Wait, are, when are we going on? We can start whenever you want. We're starting, Drew. We started. You started it. You came in guns blazing. All right. Why are you asking Billy about his clubs, Drew? <laughs> I just want I just want to know what kind of rig he's working with back there. Okay, so here's the thing, Drew, and I'm gonna tell you what I transparency. Told, I told Mikey just before this, so. Um, this is what's going on. I have golf clubs behind me underneath a football mm -hmm. helmet and a book of Stephen A. Smith's, uh, an autograph of Stephen A. Smith book, not to, not to flex, but he signed it. So, yeah, oh, my God. I have these golf clubs back here, and they have never made an appearance, I don't think, on any of the shows that we've recorded before. Those clubs have been in the trunk of my car for probably like two years now, and I mm -hmm. bought them at Dick's Sporting Goods when I was taking a weekend like intro to golf class on saturday mornings that we were just like at the driving range so it's like a very cheap set of golf clubs that i've used i've only played one round of actual golf and it was with Stu Gotts when we were doing this thing for the show a couple months ago so i was cleaning up the office that i'm doing this in and i had the golf clubs off to the side because i had to take them out of my car because i was moving stuff whatever so right before you came on they were not there and i said to mikey i go mikey watch this should i put this back here to have this as a golf setup because we're going to talk golf right now and i was like i'm even going to have it face the wall so that you don't see the brand because it's just a cheap set of clubs that i bought for this class that i've used like one time and the very first thing that you said as soon as you signed on was what kind of clubs are those behind you drew was writing fake jokes and billy was setting up fake props you you wow i it was the most insecure thing that you could have pointed out, and you immediately ceased on it. And now you're you, the you alpha set it up for him to point it out, though, and he did. I <laughs> yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, none of us have golf clubs in our background, so like, you I'm a win. Big golf guy, yeah, I'm a big golfer. Probably he the is. biggest of the bunch here, you know? <laughs> He's played one round with me, and it wasn't even a round. <laughs> it, it I wouldn't was, classify that as a round. No, really. we, did, we did, like, front nine, and it was, like, best yes. ball, and it was, like, with eight people at the same time. It was fun, but... It was fun, yes. Yeah. Uh, like we're wasting Drew Millard's time, but he did ask the question, <laughs> and that's what happens when you ask Billy a question. He has a, he has a book out, How Golf Can Save Your Life. I'm super interested in this. Uh, Drew, let's start here. What inspired you to write the book? Um, I mean, you know, first and foremost, money, uh, Excellent. I want more of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, good, no, no. good answer. You should have just stopped at money, just money. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, why does anybody do anything now? Um, I, you know, a few years ago I was, uh, working in a newsroom, like an online newsroom. It was super fast paced environment. And, you know, I was like 24, 25, something like that. And it was just a recipe for getting burned out. And that's what I did. I moved from Los Angeles uh, back into my parents' house, which is like the coolest thing you can do. Um, I'm really selling this, aren't I? Uh, yeah, you are. And, 
and you know i needed to recover somehow and so you know i started going to therapy started playing golf almost every day and golf ended up being this really great opportunity to just sort of escape from the pace of the life that i had been living before and uh you know giving it also gave me an opportunity to sort of like externalize my problems in a way where like if i failed or i fucked up uh i can swear on this right yes but it's fine. okay yeah okay (laughs) if i if i failed or messed up i could um you guys are wily i don't know um where i could like there wasn't a penalty (laughs) for uh failing in a way where like you know i felt like there was in my real non-golfing life and yeah, I've just been obsessed ever since. Golf but Drew, you, you you love golf as since you were a child, and then yeah. So where'd that love come from? Where, let's start there. You've loved golf since you were a child, yet you stopped playing after college. But where did your love of golf come from? I mean, you know, I grew up in Western North Carolina, which is just like crawling with golf courses. Yes, um, like the architect Tom Fazio, I think, lives in Hendersonville, North Carolina, which is like. 20 minutes outside of where I grew up and by Pinehurst, so, right? Uh, no, Pinehurst is in the middle of the state. Oh, it's a middle state. Um, okay. It's in a part called the sand Hills. Cause they got sand and Hills, uh, or maybe it's pine Hills. <laughs> I don't know. Um, hills made of you, sand, I guess, you know, I like, yeah. You. Um, I but, do too. but yeah, I, you know, really a lot of it, a lot of my love for golf was, incubated just from like playing with my dad when I was a kid. Um, you know, it was a great way to spend time with him. And as I got older, it became a great way for me to like, you know, have like a 14 year old pubescent boy hormone induced freak out. Uh, because I like topped a ball or whatever. And then my dad to be like, yo, chill out. (laughs) It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And so I think that that, you know, it's one of the formative ways that I bonded with my dad. So that's, you know, one of the reasons it's really special to me. Why'd you stop playing after college? Did did life just get in the way or what happened there? I'm like a really I was like a really bad driver of like cars in as a teenager and college student. And I my car insurance was so expensive because I had gotten in so many wrecks that I couldn't live in a place where I drove. And so I had to move to New York city and I was like living in a windowless room that barely had enough space in it for me and my body. So I was just like, I can't bring my golf clubs to New York city. And then I lived in like Los Angeles and it's really hard to get my stuff shipped there. And it was just like logistical shit stuff. And uh, I just kind of let it go to the point where like, I had almost like forgotten that I was such like an obsessive golfer when I was like a teenager. And then like, when I got back to my parents' house, it just like clicked right again. Dude, that's, do you think Drew is the first person to move to New York city to save money? (laughs) No, (laughs) I was thinking the same thing, Mikey. (laughs) Well, I just meant like, Wow. No, we yeah. know. We know. We got it. We got it. We got it, Drew. Uh, Drew Millard with us, How Golf Can Save Your Life. So you started playing again. What was the reason you picked up the game again? I mean, I picked it up as part of like 
recovery from depression. Like I, you know, one of the ways that you get over depression is like, or one of the ways you can rather is through exercise because exercise gives you endorphins, uh, which make you feel good. And that sort of like spurred it. And also like, you know, I wasn't really doing nothing at the time. And so I had a lot of free time. Um, and in my parents' town, there was this golf course called Tryon Country Club, which was a private golf club, but the dues were 50 bucks a month for unlimited golf. And I was like, oh, wow, this is like the perfect way to spend my time for the next six months while I convalesce. Wait, so your doctor prescribed exercise and you said, yes. screw it. I'm not exercising. I'm going to play golf because golf is not yeah. exercising. I mean, especially in a court. Oh, well, no, I don't use carts. Oh, uh, that a boy. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're team walking over here. DJ Khaled just released an Instagram video. DJ Khaled plays golf now. And he just released an Instagram video in which he proclaims that walking the course is... Uh, an eight mile walk, which I don't think is true, but I appreciate that he's like spreading that propaganda. <laughs> I think you need to take um, his facts with a grain of salt, Drew. Yeah. Have you read his book? It's uh, so sick. What is <laughs> It's got a lion on the front. Okay. Um, hold on a second. Let's, wait, Drew, you can't come on and you can't come on a show promoting your about, book yeah, and then no, end no. up promoting someone else's book yeah, better than you're promoting your book. Let's, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Let's talk about DJ Khaled's book for a second. What's so Let's great promote about the hell out of it. Available wherever books are sold. Yeah. Well, listen, DJ Khaled, if you need a ghostwriter uh, for your inevitable book about golf, get at me. Um, listen, I, this is a platform. I'm borrowing it to promote, you know, myself, my work. Um, and DJ Khaled. And DJ Khaled. Um, well, what, what do you like about his book besides the fact that there's a lion on the cover? It's like very clearly written dictated into a tape recorder like there's one part where he says tell the writer to put this part in all caps and it's just in the book and there are also just sort of like endorsements of dj khaled interspersed throughout the book there's just like a thing from Diddy where like Diddy clearly thought he was giving like a pull quote for the back of the book but they just put it inside the book um, it's just super chaotic. So I'm told that you used to write big time profiles on rappers in addition to yes. writing your golf book. So who did you profile? I have profiled Drake. I have profiled Meek Mill. I once spent the entire day with Waka Flocka Flame. Um, I'm like dating myself here. Um, no, that's fine. I uh, might want to have you back on to talk about your day with Waka well, Flocka Flame or I, whatever. I found Anytime. out. I found out while we were doing this to guts that we have a mutual friend. So I'm now peppering that mutual friend to get information. Oh, on really? Drew. Yes. That's Would you mind telling mutual... me who this mutual friend is, or or you can't do that? I feel like Drew knows who this mutual friend is. I know exactly who this mutual friend is um, because I was texting him before too. Um, were, you, were you really? No, you weren't. I was. Yeah. Does someone want to spill the beans? I mean, one of the two of you. Well, now get the mutual friend. Now I'm nervous that we don't. We're not thinking of the same person. Who are you thinking about? I am thinking of Charlie Hume. That is the exact person that I was talking to. Yeah. Sorry, you're friends with him. I mean, ah, it's it's okay. I've you know I've worked past it. Um, No, Charlie's my boy. (laughs) Yeah, he. 
He told me that you used to have an obsession with Bryson DeChambeau and that you yes. got single length irons and everything. Yeah, I thought it was a really good idea and it wasn't. Um, <laughs> it's just like if you've ever wanted to hit your pitching wedge 150 yards and then hit your five iron 160 yards, I would recommend single length irons. It's got great gapping from 150 to 160. <laughs> Everything else, you're, you're hosed. I ended up like trading them in and a guy who was like friends with the pro at the course that I traded him in at was like, you gave those single length irons in, right? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, my friend bought them. He is obsessed with them. He loves them. So like they work for some people. Right, just not you. Just um, not me. No, I, I understand it. But but how did becoming like how? Why and how did sucking at golf become your new ceiling? Like like <laughs> people try to get better at it. They don't want to be bad at it. Well, I mean, like you know, first of all, I feel like getting better at golf is like a really weird thing. Like you will put so much work into it. And then nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. And then one day, you know, you look at your handicap and you're like, wait a second, I've been, or like your handicap scores. And you're like, wait a second, I've been like averaging like 92 for a while. Suddenly now I'm averaging like 87. I didn't even notice that. Um, and so like, you know, it's one of those things where like, if you just focus on playing yourself you don't believe me you no, i do billy and i are laughing about something else you just keep promoting your book don't and telling your story like okay You're gonna make him feel bad <laughs> we'll save it for the end no we're just laughing about something else we were dming on the side we want to start a new that show called true. god bless golf with you as a co-host <laughs> okay i'm in okay, um, god bless golf <laughs> levitard network um it'll start with me just telling you how to not get better at golf are you um, good at golf? Are you good at golf or are you just good? No, he's you... Billy, he's terrible at golf and he <laughs> wants to be terrible at golf because it's helping him heal. Well, that's, here's the that's thing the though, point. because I had the exact opposite experience with golf. So I went and I did this beginner class for golf two different times. So like the teacher mm -hmm. was like, why are you here again? You already took this class. And it's like, <laughs> because I felt so insecure with how difficult golf was, which I then found out everyone's just terrible at golf, which I didn't know. I thought people were actually good at golf, right? Billy, I live on a golf course. I'm not good. Okay, I mean. but that's the thing is I never played a round of golf because I was so bad at this intro course where I couldn't consistently hit the ball and it was just a disaster. So I'm like, I can never play golf. You are using golf to help you like heal with like depression and coping, whatever. I play golf and I just get super stressed out and I'm like, I can't do this. This is way too difficult for me. Well, I mean, you know, that stuff, I'm probably not as bad as I'm saying I am, um, but you know, I think that like part of it is like if you're familiar with like stoic philosophy or something like a lot of like stoic philosophy is like if someone throws a rock at your head or a rock falls on your head, you're just like, ow, that sucks. I am accepting that it sucks. I'm letting it like sort of wash over me, feeling this feeling and then letting it go. And so like that's sort of how I try to deal with being bad at golf is the same sort of like principle but yeah i have another i got another thing i i gotta get off my chest here let's uh it. 
the number one way to make golf more accessible, normalize cheating. Like you shouldn't have to like totally be like I you shouldn't have to feel like you have to play an entire hole in order to have a good time at golf. You should be able to like just blatantly cheat or not cheat, but like, you know, you should be able to take a second shot. You should be able to pick up your ball, move it to a different place. Like it just makes it more fun if someone is just being very casual um, about that's blatant oh. cheating, though. So man. it's just like, do, like just do whatever you feel like. If you want to right. hit another ball, I'm just place the hole. Ball. I mean, just place the ball in the how hole. Does, I mean, how does anyone exactly. win a game yeah. with no rules, Drew? Because um, listen, man, uh, we live in a society, but we don't have to. Like, just open your mind. A Let's little talk bit, more about you know? that. Let's not live in a society. <laughs> no, well, no, I, I, well I would it. like to. I, I would like to know. Well, I want to talk about Waka Flocka. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <I'm talking> about. <laughs> I do want to know if it worked. Did did golf indeed save your life? Um, I mean, I'm here. Um, do you yeah. think you wouldn't be here unless the doctor said go get some exercise and you chose golf? Like, yeah, no. Um, uh, okay. okay, all right. <laughs> so it didn't. no. Okay, um, but it saved you. It it gave me a new. It made purpose. you a better person. Is that it made fair? me a better person? Yeah. Good. Okay. It completely changed sort of my relationship with like how I view the world and like how I view work and all that fun stuff. It gave me, yes, it gave me like a much better perspective on everything. How often do you golf now? Um, in the past two weeks, I've golfed zero times because uh, putting out a book is like, it's like a lot of work. Like I was like mm. hand printing t-shirts last night, but usually in normal times listen i got a launch party coming up had to make merch for it but usually i like you dude yeah i did too. thank you i like i like you guys it's fun um but usually i play like twice a week you know uh, i'm a member of a course in philly where i live and it's like a very chill vibe just go out you know you can knock 18 out in like two and a half three hours because if you go during the week well, and you're dropping the ball in the hole. Supposed to. And you're dropping the ball in the hole. You yeah, shot exactly. an 18, Mikey. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm putting up them Kim Jong-il scores, you know? Hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, yeah, he famously I, once claimed he shot a 27. Well, uh, he shoots whatever he wants to shoot. I mean, exactly. <laughs> just yeah. like you. Yes. Exactly. And if you, uh, you just pick up your ball and shoot again. Right. Yeah. Listen, I, I knew golf could save a marriage. I had no idea it could save someone's life. I mean, so uh, I'm happy that you're doing better because of uh, because you. of a game that I love. Seriously, man. I appreciate it. And, you know, I really appreciate y'all having me on as well. Um, I saw you had Hank Azaria on recently. How does, how does the drop-off feel uh, mm. um, in terms of star quality of the guest? Well, here's the thing. We're going to talk to Wyndham Clark. We'll have Clark. to ask Hank that. Yeah. You're going to talk to Wyndham okay. Clark. Do you have any interest in joining Wyndham Clark? You can join us if you want. Talk some golf. Wyndham Clark? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he's know. coming on in like, you know, it's going to be like another hour. You want to come back with us? Listen, it's you or Charlie for co-host of God Bless Golf. So, <laughs> I mean, it's up to you. Um, and Charlie's good. He's a scratch golfer, as you know. What do your, your T-shirts say? Um, okay, my T-shirt says, like, Philadelphia Eagles. R.I.P. NFC East. I meant, I meant the ones that you were printing last night. Oh, my T-shirts. Um, they, <laughs> this this is your kind of guy, Billy. I, I mean, yeah. um, <laughs> they said uh, golf's favorite mm. on them. 
there's a, there's this like brand called praying that makes a very popular shirt called that says God's favorite on it. And so we were, we were ripping that off, um, you know, trying to just doing it for the clout. Right. So, so uh, um, Drew, do you think, book? yes, <laughs> Drew, do you think golf could save my life if I smoke a pack of heaters every yeah. 18 holes that I blood? How does that work? Um, it's, that's going to be, that's not going to save your life, but it might be a death mitigation tactic. Uh, if you are walking, cause maybe that'll make your lungs better. Um, or right. it'll make them less bad. Hmm, I don't right. know. Even if um, you're smoking about... while walking. Uh, unfortunately, I drive around in a cart that goes 40 miles per hour. I mean, yeah. Wow. Wait, you have, do you have like a custom cart? I do. Yeah. I'm a douchey golfer. Oh my Lord. Yeah. Uh, that's come cool. down and play sometime if you want me, you, Charlie, and Billy. Let's do I, it. I would love that. That would be Mikey, great. Mikey, you can come too. <laughs> it's all right. Well, Mikey's always invited. He knows that, but Mikey doesn't golf, I don't think. But Mikey, you should have. We'll save your life. I mean, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Something's got to. All right. Yeah. Uh, Drew, Drew Millard, How Golf Could Save Your Life. He has t shirts. The book is out wherever <laughs> books are sold. Let's put them on the New York Times bestseller list and make them a lot of money. Okay. Let's do that. Thank uh, Drew. You. Yeah. We appreciate it, man. Uh, we'd like to have you back with Wyndham Clark in an hour if you want to join us. What do you think? Um, um, you, you don't have to join us. I, we were kind of yeah, Drew. You don't have to. We're, yeah. we're teasing, but it's it's a fun. Uh, You're more than welcome to if you want. Yeah, man. Whatever, Drew. I think this book will do well because golf books do well, and people who are into golf are like seeing it. Like, whoa, that's an interesting story. Golf saving someone's life. So I, I think it's well, going to do you. pretty good. Golf books generally do, and you seem like a good guy. So we're rooting for you. Appreciate it. All right, All right I'll let y'all know if I can make it. Okay, and we'll let you know All if right. you're the co-host of God Bless Golf in a couple of weeks. All right. Sounds you had a good, good audition today, though. I, I, I'm telling you, you did great. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, All right have man. a good one. All right, we'll talk Thanks, to you. Good luck with the book. Thank you. Drew, welcome back. Thank you. Um, what's going on? How have you guys been for the past hour? <clears throat> We've been good, Drew. Wyndham is here. Hey, hey Wyndham, how's it going? Good. Nice to meet you. Uh, Wyndham Drew, just so you know, uh, we interviewed him about an hour ago. It's the first time I met him. And uh, he wrote a book about how golf can save your life. And uh, so we invited him back. Sweet. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. All right. Wyndham Clark is with us. He won his first PGA tournament at the Wells Fargo last weekend. Uh, Take us through that. Thank you for joining us, by the way. And, And walk us through that. Uh, 29 years old, get your first victory on the PGA Tour, get a $3.6 million check. Uh, so walk us through the emotions, put us there, uh, put us in your head. What were you thinking? What was going on? Yeah, hey, guys, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I mean, it's been uh, it's been surreal this last kind of 48, 48 hours. Um, yeah, it's just been nuts from finishing the round Saturday to, you know, sleeping on a lead and then waking up. I woke up at 5 a.m. for and I had a 1:30 tea time, so I just sat there and was just thinking. And um, but yeah, it's uh, it was a grind. It honestly seemed like it was it went by fast, um, but it was you know it was everything I could have dreamed of. And you know, winning on that golf course um, against that good of a field in an elevated event in the fashion that I did it was uh, better than I could have ever imagined. Uh, before last weekend, your biggest payday, I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like $450,000, correct? 
Um, yeah, yeah. So. Okay. So do you like chat? I'm wondering how this works with you. Like $3.6 million, that's a life-changing amount of money, plus your first victory on the PGA Tour. Like, do you go to the bank machine just to make sure the money's there? How does that work? <laughs> um, you know, the way the tour does it, it's actually pretty awesome, is they send a text out after um, every event, and it says where you finished in the tournament, how many FedEx Cup points you got, and then the money that you earned. And so seeing that number had an extra zero that I'm used, you know, that I'm used to. So that was uh, the number I, you know, I looked at that. I was like, oh, my gosh. And, um, you know, obviously, I think the money hits today. And so, I mean, I might have to just go to the bank and see see what it looks like in there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, winning something like I that part hasn't sunk in. I mean, winning has sunk in, but the amount of money, you know, sometimes you can't because you can't see it or touch it. You don't really doesn't feel real, but uh, it's pretty awesome. I was going to ask. I'm glad you said that because I was the follow up to that was how long does it actually take to hit your account? So it hits today, is what you're saying? It, it's every Tuesday, yeah, every okay. Tuesday. <laughs> That's payday. That's payday. Yep. <laughs> this is a special Tuesday, though. I mean, yeah, but it's it's more special than most. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, did you ever think a day like Sunday was was ever going to happen for you? Yeah, I mean, I've always believed I can win the PGA Tour. And, you know, I've dreamt about it for a long time. There's definitely been some doubts throughout the years of believing that it, it would happen. But, yeah, I mean, I catch myself probably almost almost every day of a tournament, you know, fantasizing about hitting this shot here or, or doing this or walking up 18 with a lead and, and doing whatever I need to capture that victory. So, yeah, I've thought about it a ton. What sort of conversations are you having with your caddy, especially like, you know, on that Sunday, like, are you, what are you really focused on? Like a more sort of like staying cause you've played the course so many times, just like hitting the shots you need to hit or like, you know, keeping your cool or what? Um, I would say the conversation started kind of the night before we went to dinner together and, um, we, he was like, Hey, let's just not look at your phone. Let's, you know, just talk to only a couple people tonight and tomorrow. Don't look at text messages. Don't look at Instagram. Don't look at any of that stuff. And then when I got to the golf course, as we were warming up, he's like, hey, today's going to be tough. It's, you can't, not going to be able to play perfect. It's really windy. The pins are tough today. And so he was like, let's just get your mind wrapped around that it's, it's going to be a lot tougher than yesterday was. Um, so that's kind of where it started. And then as the round went on, you know, he's constantly telling me, you know, separate from the golf shots, you know, Hey, let's slow down, um, take your time. And then, you know, and then John, he did a great job of, you know, when we had times to talk and whatever, he was cracking jokes or we were talking about what he's doing in the off week or uh, anything other than golf. And so, you know, sometimes <laughs> I imagine he probably was thinking like, what do I even talk about? I got to get something going so we can loosen him up. But, you know, some stuff came naturally and, um, you know, he did a great job keeping me calm. Where was the meal? What kind of food did you have the night before? We went to uh, this place in Charlotte called Mizzou, which was this Japanese. It wasn't like a sushi bar, but it wasn't fully steakhouse. It was like this fusion, and it was fantastic. So uh, we ate clean. We ate good, and uh, yeah, it was the perfect meal. You go sushi, or did you get like the uh, the Japanese chef who's cooking on the table for you? What did you do there? Well, so we sat at the bar because the place was packed. Uh, right. And... 
we got a, a sushi order. I got like this pork loin that was in some sort of Japanese, um, you know, had Japanese flavor. And then he got some sort of salmon and we just kind of mixed the things. It was, it was great. Uh, you're paying for every meal for the rest of time. You know that, right? Well, I do anyways for him. So uh, <laughs> now, now more than ever, for sure. And no uh, more sitting you... at the bar <laughs> when it's packed. Get this whole table. I put that window to you. <laughs> yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. But I like the bar, though. The bar is kind of nice. You know, it's. I like the interactions with people and. But yes. yeah, you're probably right. I maybe we'll choose back rooms now or something. You're my <laughs> kind of guy. I like the bar too. Wyndham Clark with us won his first PGA tournament of his career uh, at the Wells Fargo uh, just last weekend. Was there a moment in your life growing up where you realized, okay, my name is Wyndham Clark, therefore I must be a golfer for a living? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, was that a royalty? <laughs> yeah, right. you're, you're not wrong. It that's so funny. People say that. my middle name's Robert, so it'd be Wyndham Robert Clark, and you add a fold to it, and it sounds like I'm part of the royal family. So uh, it's a very uh, regal name, especially for golf. So it's uh, as I probably got into college, I think that's when people were like, "You have the perfect name for golf. You have to be a golfer." And that's kind of when it hit me. I was like, "Yeah, I guess I kind of do." So when you add the Robert in there, now it's a little serial killerish. Now it's one of those three name like assassin, like kill a president type things. <laughs> I'll stick with Harvey John Wilkes Booth, Wyndham Robert Clark. You know what I mean? What are you doing to him? He chose wisely. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, all three name names are sort of inherently serial killery so like you know <laughs> if you say right? your name yeah like drew like turner alex Moore, van like, dyke on. does that come off as like is that a three i guess well no it's not <laughs> it's no 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 but this is this is also about Wyndham. robert trent jones yeah there you go exactly like yes all right he's a serial uh, killer of hopes and dreams of recreational golfers <laughs> Um, it's a very golfy name. There's no question about it. It's like Davis Love the Third. Wyndham, I'm wondering, when did you realize, like at what point did you say, holy shit, I'm good enough where I could potentially play golf for a living? Because for me as a casual golfer, that's that's dream come true type stuff, man. Um, well, I always thought about it as a kid that I could do it. Um, but when I'd say it was a reality or I really was like, you know, I, I can do this was – my uh, redshirt freshman year at Oklahoma State, I was Big 12 Player of the Year and uh, First Team All-American. And I had a bunch of agents and companies that were meeting with my dad and myself of saying like, hey, this is kind of where you're going. Then we started having these discussions and I was like, whoa, this is like, this is real. And, you know, prior to that, you obviously think that. But when those discussions happen, you're like, all right, I, yeah, this is happening. So it was, uh, I was about 19 years old when that kind of came sure. to very cool. Uh, Max Holm is a friend of the show, been on several times. We have uh, we have asked him if he wants a fan base, the homies, uh, and we'd be happy to to be the fan base for him. We show up to tournaments and all that. Are you interested in that and in that kind of support? Because we could do that for you. Sure. Windows. <laughs> I was thinking windmills, to be honest with you. <laughs> Whatever, anything. And honestly, more fans are better. I've, it's been four or five years with limited amount of fans. So, you know, having – Having you guys out there, whoever would be uh, would be nice. How about the Clark Bars, Mike? What do you think? <laughs> well, my, everyone calls me Dub. Dub's my nickname. So anything you want with Dub, I don't. Dub. All right. All right. Dub, Dub is with Dub us Nathan. here. Dub okay. Nathan. 
If we show up to a tournament dressed up, we're we're cheering you on, we got signs, are you going to acknowledge us? You'll come out to the gallery, shake our hands and all that stuff? We'll do. Yes. Come out. We'll maybe do a selfie mid round or something. Yes. (laughs) Sit at the bar and have some food. Yeah. I am done with Homa. Get the, get Homa the hell out of here. Okay, Mikey? Hey, we found no our guy. No more homies. <laughs> Wyndham, I'm going to play a quick game with you. Uh, we appreciate your time. I know you're busy. Uh, okay. It's a stupid game, so I apologize in advance. But the name of the game, okay, is okay. Wyndham or Losedom, okay? So okay. Wyndham is something you're in favor of. Losedom, why am I, why am I explaining this game? You this get is it, you. Okay. <laughs> tricked out golf carts win them or lose them lose them 100 percent. really tricked out yeah why is it i want pure fair golf and then the best player wins on the golf course tricked out is nope no pj tour player likes that so okay. <laughs> that was a leading question i just want to say um, hey 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 you all right just promote your book promote it right here go one more time quickly all right, how golf can save your life uh everywhere books are sold bookshop.org support local independent bookstore <laughs> all right wait oh, here we go uh saying get saying get left when the ball is clearly going right win them or lose them get left when it's clearly going right uh yeah. that was a Wyndham. i usually missed the right so i'm screaming for it to go left or a kick okay. off the tree back into the fairway left. So, <laughs> <laughs> Drew thinks you should be able to place the ball wherever you want. I mean, uh, <laughs> but he's bad at golf. Slow play. Win them or lose them? Lose them. I'm a fast player. Don't nice. play. Uh, bragging about good rounds during their bad rounds. Win them or lose them? Bragging about good rounds during their bad rounds. I don't know anyone that actually does that as a professional golfer. <laughs> Most professional golfers will talk about all the bad breaks versus the good ones. So I don't even know. Uh, lose them. Probably a, a lose them. I just never never heard anyone do that. So Okay. It's, it's what weekend golfers do. It's yeah. what Drew does. Fishing for golf balls. Win them or lose them? Uh, well, I love fishing, so you would think it would be a win them, but I don't fish for golf balls, so it's a lose them. Okay. Well, you get them for free too, so that's, yeah, exactly. that's <laughs> there's that. <laughs> Blaring music, win them or lose them. Win them for sure. I really I love playing with music. Yep. Okay, but no trick what down you, chords. We play the music. Yeah, no trick down chords. But what am I pl- listening to? Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything. Um, I mean, I'll go from rap to country to house to. Whitney Houston. I mean, we can go from anywhere. So it's uh, it's whatever you're dancing with somebody. Yeah, I mean, if whatever you're rolling with, you make birdies with dancing with somebody, you're freaking listening to Whitney <laughs> all the way home <laughs> until you stop hitting birdies. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for the green to clear when you know they have no chance of making the green. <laughs> Win them or lose them. <laughs> well, that's a lose them. I usually can get to the green, so I will be doing that. <laughs> You got to play with some weekend golfers once in a while, man. <laughs> I do. Actually, it happened recently in a tournament. It's pretty funny. I don't know if anyone really knows this happened, but Bo Hosser and I were paired in the uh, New Orleans team event together. And on the seventh hole, he's like 280 out to the front of the green, into a 10, 15-mile-an-hour win. And Cantlay and Xander are in the group in front of us. And they're on the green. And I'm over on the left, and Bo's my partner, and he decides to go. And he hits this knuckleball from the rough. Cause he, he was trying to lay up literally right. three would be short ride. He's like, Oh, whatever. And it comes out just rocket. 
and flies and goes right up onto the green and can't land Xander. Everyone's like freaking out. And so that's like, that never happens on the PGA tour. So that's like a huge faux pas to have happened. But he's like, I don't hit, I hit three with 265. I wasn't even getting there. So, oh my God. Yeah, was, that, no one really knows what happened, but they were pissed. Like, after, and we're friends with them. They're like, what the heck was that? He was putting and I was like, Hey, I, that was just luck. Literally, <laughs> I was trying to lay up, right? Uh, saying I think that's OB when it's clearly OB. Wyndham or lose him? <laughs> uh, I, that's a Wyndham. I say that for sure. Okay. I mean, he's even going towards OB. I'm like, is that OB? Even if, <laughs> I just, I'm freaking out. Right. Look at a putts. Look at a putts from every angle. One more, we'll get you out of here. Look at a putts from every angle. That's a Wyndham. I, 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 I circle the whole thing. Uh, right. I look at every angle. Yeah, but you're playing for $3.6 million. We're not. Yeah, you know? exactly. hey, but fun rounds, I look one angle and just go. But, yeah, for when you're playing for that kind of money, I, I look at every angle. All right, last one for you. You've been great. Uh, swing tips well, from me. I lose them. I don't – if someone asks, I'll give it to them. But I don't just say, hey, you need to do this. And if they ask for it, I'll help them. So that's a lose them. I don't really – I let them do what they're doing. The guy who offers those up, though, is the most – that's Drew. Drew does that. He's well, especially especially when they're not good. That's the funniest thing that right. – I, I feel like I have some sort of credibility, but a guy that's like a 20 handicap and the guy that he's given the advice to is a 24, so he thinks he can help him. It's like, you guys both suck. You shouldn't help each other. So you're saying <laughs> I should stop. Maybe I can <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, Drew, if I'm playing with Wyndham and he wants to offer up unsolicited swing tips – I'm good, okay? You're the problem. I'm the problem. I did the same thing. Like, hey, take that back a little slower. Hey, keep your head down. <laughs> Who the fuck am I? You yeah, know? Exactly. Meanwhile, it's I got a double bogey in the last three holes. Like, it's crazy. Uh, Wyndham Clark, uh, winner, first-time winner on the PGA Tour at the Wells Fargo. Uh, congratulations to you, man. Super happy for you. And uh, look forward to seeing uh, if your success continues moving forward here. We'll be out of the tournament, man. We're going to come see you, and uh, we'll figure out a name, and we'll get dressed up and come take some selfies in the, in the gallery with us. Love it. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Appreciate you. you, man. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Have a good one. fun. Yeah, you too. Stay there, Drew. Okay. <laughs> Mikey, I was very – it's the first time I've been super hesitant about playing a game, win them or lose them. I liked it. I thought of it on the fly, and it seemed to work out. Like, it was okay. Yeah. I'm surprised you out. didn't ask him the, the Mike Ryan question. Guy who's dressed to the nines and, and sucks. Damn it. I forgot that one. But I got some new yeah. ones in there. Yeah, those were good. <laughs> I got some new ones in there. Uh, Drew, I'm telling you, you crushed it. We'll have to work on some timing, okay? But, okay. like, I feel like there is a magical relationship happening here with you <laughs> and maybe Charlie potentially co-hosting uh, God, uh, God Bless Golf with me, Billy, and Mikey A. What do you think? I would love that. Um, yeah. That would be super fun. I actually am looking for like stuff to do right now um so i'm super in if you're interested uh i think well listen i'm telling you you and billy are kindred spirits so and i don't control these things billy does so billy wants you to be in you're in okay all right i'd be sucking up to him not to me all right (laughs) okay how about Um, Wendell clark saying he's gonna go out and look for your book how about that that was amazing. Yeah. No, he was yeah. a super chill guy. Uh, all right. Promote the book one more time for us. Everyone go buy his book because I'm tired of him. He's, you know, he's got nothing. <laughs>
nothing to do. He's complaining about this and that, and he needs some money. And listen, he was flat out <laughs> honest with us. He said, I said, why'd you write the book? He said, I need money. And that is a great reason to do anything. So promote it one more time. I want our listeners to put this on the New York Times bestseller list for you. Okay. How Golf Can Save Your Life. Buy it yes. at bookshop.org. You will support independent bookstores. Or buy it on Amazon. I, It's fine. No one's going to judge you. Um, it's also easy. You get it in a day. You you buy it. Next day, you're reading it. It's a win-win. Everybody wins except for independent bookstores. So buy it at bookshop.org. <laughs> There's a future here for you, kid. I'm not joking. Thank you. <laughs> Don't change, okay, Drew? Okay. All right. I will not. All right. We appreciate you, man. Thank you for uh, joining us uh, twice today. Yeah, of course. I had a hell of a, hell of a time. So much fun. Uh, Billy Drew killed it. I mean, he crushed it. Uh, we, I love this guy. I really Good do. job, Drew. Thank you. Yeah, he was very um, excited. Wyndham said he's going to go look for his book. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Drew, I feel like maybe you should send Wyndham the book. I know it'll cost you something, but what does it really cost you ultimately if you send it to someone who's just won a PGA Tour event, you know? Um. On the other hand, he did just win $3.6 million. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, maybe you send him a shirt. He wears the shirt. Maybe you put out a yep. picture. Or you send him a book and you say, hey, you send him an invoice with the book. Or you say, or just send me a quick picture of you in the shirt. And then we're square. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, I only have 20 of the shirts because we were like making them by hand. We had like a big iron there's hmm. a yeah i have a friend who's really into crafts and she was how, helping me do this how I much are you selling thing. these shirts for uh we're not sure yet um oh, okay there's only 20 of them maybe. when are they going for sale electric items yes uh they're going addition. for sale at my launch party which is uh may 11th at bushwick country club which is not a country club but in fact, yeah. a dive bar in Brooklyn that has mini that. golf in the back. I love well, that. that's two days from now. So we got to kind of figure out a price point, I think. Are we making more or we're limiting it to 20? Uh, we're seeing how the initial run does. Um, and, you know, if they do well, maybe we'll maybe we'll print up some more. Maybe we'll enlist <laughs> the services of a real printer. Um, yes. Yeah, well, you know, the margins are better. Listen, I'm a hustler, man. Uh, I'm grinding, I'm hustling, I'm yeah. rustling. Um, I'm trying to, you know, yeah. keep Drew, my margins. Drew, I want a shirt. Drew, I want one. Okay. Um, okay. And I'm not paying for it. I promoted the hell out of your book. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I'll pay for it. I'm joking. I bought, you know what? Put me down for three, okay? One for okay. Billy, one for Mikey A, one for myself. Well, we've we've now taken over 10% of his inventory. I'm paying for him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, okay. We'll wear them during uh, God bless golf. <laughs> we'll wear them during God. <laughs> um, Billy, Billy, you'll be excited for this. Wyndham Clark is looking for a fan club. And I think wow. he's serious, unlike Homa. We had the windmills. We had <laughs> like Homa. Windows. We windows, windmills, and the Clark bars. Like <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll definitely follow through on this. Yeah, yes, exactly. 100%. We have, to, we have to go to a PGA Tour event in order to follow through on it, you know? If we well, can get 94 other people, we can be Windows 98. 
Wow. <laughs> wow. That's all we need to do. Huh. <laughs> I'm just imagining like, you know, like at a dead or a fish show, they have like Shakedown Street in the parking lot. Yeah, oh, bro. I'm just imagining. All, all right, this is <laughs> how did this always end up here? Wyndham, I just came back from Cornell. I went to a dead show last night. How about that? Oh, whoa. There yeah. you go. How were they? Fucking amazing. Mm. Of course. Yeah. But uh, Shakedown Street, explain it to Billy, because that's Billy. You walk through the street outside. Shakedown Street's the name of a song by the dead. And outside at every venue they play at, they have an uh, they have a place in the parking lot that's dubbed Shakedown Street, where you can buy uh, you can buy all the buds, acid, LSD, mushrooms, ecstasy that you want. It's amazing. And is this like a, an official area? Yeah. It's well, it's not like they're not like co-signing it because that would be like illegal. But it's yeah, like that's, yeah, it's like a known thing that occurs as part of this greater phenomenon of these concerts. Got it. Uh, I picture Stu I, walking through that like like Don Corleone in 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 Little Italy at the beginning of Godfather Two, you know, just bossing <laughs> an orange up, everybody, you know, kissing your hand, and you just checking out the merchandise. They're not kissing my hand; they're sticking drugs in it. <laughs> you're also not tossing yeah. an orange; you're tossing like an imaginary orange because of right. the mushrooms you have bought on. Not you; you you would never, but he would never. Yeah, I. Yeah, yes. we're old friends here. All right. Well, Drew, we appreciate you joining us twice today. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, yeah. Hope to hear from you guys soon. All right. Good luck with t-shirts. Put me down for three. How much are they? Uh, I'll let you know. For you, 30 bucks. For everybody wow. else, maybe 100 I thought for sure you were to go 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm hooking you up. All right. Uh, Bye, th- thanks, Drew. I appreciate it. <laughs> For sure. I'm serious. I'll take three, whatever price you need. I got it. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Later, y'all. I need a double XL for me. Done. That's bad. Right. Peace. Yeah. See ya. Stugatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot has changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. It was the original light beer, and to this day, it's still the best one. Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff you don't. What I love to do, what me and my friends do, when we're sitting around, we like to enjoy it with ice-cold Miller Lights. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.